Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Are you ready to mix up this podcast a little bit? I wanted to do something kind of different for today's episode. And if you enjoy it, and if you seem to like this, then I will continue forward in the future. But essentially, I've been doing this podcast for a really long time, over four years now. And over four years, I've learned a ton about money, about life, about perseverance, creativity, resourcefulness, all of those things from the guests over the years. Now, one of the coolest things I did about this podcast was when I introduced the rapid fire questions at the end of each episode. They are so fun because you get to learn a little bit more about the personality behind the person. And one of those questions that I ask every single time, I feel like if you don't make it to the end of the episode, you miss this and it is such gold. These little nuggets of wisdom are everything. So make sure you definitely stay tuned through the entire episode so that you don't miss this little nugget of wisdom. But at the end of every episode, I ask them, in your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? People's answers are incredible. There's so much insight and wisdom in such a short answer that I thought it would be really fun this time to break down five different responses and talk through each of those so that you have very practical tips on how you can apply these to your own life. So how this is going to work is I'm going to share a clip of the person's answer, and then we're going to chat through that, and I'll give you a little bit of like feedback and two cents on how you can start to implement this in your own life. So let's go ahead and dive into the first guest, Daniela Flores from ilike2dabble.com and her amazing insight on why clarity is important to your finances. Financial success, a clarity, guess. There we go. It's, I don't know. It just comes to my mind and it's what I think about all the time is clarity. Well, obviously finding clarity on your finances first because there's just so much because you first have to fight your own head with it too. Boy, oh boy, I could not agree more with Daniela. I think this is such an important step to everybody's finances. It's getting clarity on what the heck you want your life to look like. Now, getting clarity can sometimes feel like the most difficult part because it requires you to almost predict what you think your future will look like. And I think that's where we go wrong. We, yes, want to predict where we are going in the future, but sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to have our entire future figured out that we miss some key things. What makes you happy today and what can you commit to for the short run? Now, I don't think we should ever commit to a career and say, this is the only career I'm ever going to have in my life. Like what a boring life that would be. And the same thing is true for our finances. If you commit to one financial goal, accomplish that, and you decide, maybe I don't love this that much, you are by no means obligated to continue forward. You get to choose the way you want your life to go. So let's break down a couple ways on how you can start getting more clarity in your own finances today. The first thing I always recommend is doing a values assessment. What is truly important to you? And be flexible. Sometimes your values change. Right now, I do not have strong family values, but if I choose to have kids, I think it's going to change a little bit. I might want to spend a little bit more time with them. Who knows? Maybe not, but (laughs) regardless, that could be an option, right? So being flexible with your values and recognizing that these are not set in stone is really important. But the best way to do a values assessment is to think through things outside of money. What are three things that are truly important to you? 
What are those things that, that look like for you? When you can start with that and you can start to see the things that are absolutely important to you, then you can almost rank them and give yourself a scale from one to 10, 10 being great, one being not so great. How would you rate each of these values? How are you living up to those values? So for example, if I say one of my values is family and I look at my family life as a whole, am I really a 10 in that category? And if not, what's stopping me from being a 10? What you might find is maybe work is stopping you from being a 10. Maybe you're so glued to your job and you're checking your email every night and every weekend, and you are constantly thinking about your job that it doesn't allow you to be as present. So then you can start to say, okay, if I want more clarity with my finances, how do I set up my finances in a way where I'm not so reliant on this job or it doesn't put so much pressure on my life? I think you can start to recreate your life and have your finances support that dream life if you get very, very clear on what you want. For some people, that's where early retirement or financial independence comes into play. When I'm coaching people, I find a lot of people do not really resonate with the retire early part of FIRE, but they really resonate with the FI part, the financial independence piece. I think that's a good goal to strive for. Essentially, retirement is not an age, it's a number. And that's what financial independence is. It's when you have enough money that you could officially walk away from a job and still be able to pay your bills, still be able to cover your lifestyle and not have to stress about money. That's financial independence. Now, when I talk to people, a lot of people, when they think through their life and they think through their finances and they get very clear on what they want, they know that they want more passive income or residual income. I don't know if I truly believe in passive income, but they want more residual income so that they can then spend more time doing the things they love. That's a very simplistic view, but if you understand that that is truly important to you, then cool, you can set up your life in that way. You can start to reverse engineer that and make it work really, really well. If you're looking for some good episodes on how to do this, I would highly recommend going to themoneynerds.com. That's this podcast homepage. And if you search for how to set better goals or even goal setting, you're gonna find a few episodes that I did that are a series that will help you recreate some goals so that you can start to put this dream life now into practicality. Highly recommend that. So thank you so much again to Daniela for that amazing wisdom. I think clarity is so important and finding clarity is such a key piece. So I'm so grateful that you shared that information. Of course, another key piece to being great with money is living within your means. That was a message I heard very strongly from Jesse Meekum from youneedabudget.com. He had a really great piece of advice for all of us listening in about why it's so important to live within your means. But I'm excited for you to hear a little bit deeper because sometimes living within your means is also about finding opportunities. So let's go ahead and hear what Jesse has to say. Well, it's so cliche but you will get nowhere at all ever if you don't live well within your means. That's it. That's the secret. And uh, if you're living right at the edge where you don't, you know, you don't have any space between your means and your expenses, then when an opportunity comes your way, you don't even see it because you don't, you can't. It's like, oh man, I'd love to be able to get ahead, but I could never invest here or do that or take this job that's a little more risky because I'm spending every dime I make always and forever. And you like you you will never, ever, ever, it's math, ever get ahead unless you can live on less than you make. This message really resonated with me. I think Jesse is hitting on a very, very key piece about when you're living well within your means, you allow yourself the opportunity 
to have more freedom, to say yes to things that come up instead of having to say no. I really appreciated this. I think it's a really good message. What really resonated with me is when he was talking about that, it had me thinking about times in my life where I was very financially strapped. When I felt like I was maybe in over my head, I had way too much debt for what I was comfortable with. I was trying to figure it out. I wasn't making as much money. I was trying to just navigate life the best that I could. And in hindsight, he's right. When I was very much in a bad financial situation, it was dictating which jobs I went for. It was dictating what risks I took with my finances, how much money I invested, if I started that business that I always wanted to today, or if I felt like I had to wait. It really did impact a lot. And so I think living within your means is a great, great place to have a good conversation, starter point with yourself, with your partner, whatever your situation might be, of saying, hey, are we living within our means? Now, if you are not living within your means, which means you're taking out debt every single month or you're borrowing from your savings every month in order to survive, that can mean a few different things. One thing it likely means is that you probably don't have a cash flow plan or a budget in place. Once you have that in place, you can start to see areas for improvement. What are some things that you can cut that really don't mean much to you, but you're still paying for that can help you increase your lifestyle satisfaction and make you enjoy money a little bit more. But more than anything, it's getting you to the point where you're starting to live within your means, ideally below your means. So you have more money to invest and to put it into opportunities for your future. Now, one of the ways that I like to do this is through what I call the bank statement exercise. This is really fun. It really, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say fun. It actually hurts like hell sometimes. It's not a really exciting thing to do, but it's very eye-opening, which is good because you need it so you can see what areas to improve on. So if you do want to go through that exercise, go to WhitneyHanson.com slash PF exercise. PF as in personal finance exercise, WhitneyHanson.com slash PF exercise. It's like a 15 minute video. I walk you through exactly what to do with this, but let me give you the gist. The gist of it is you're going to have the last 30 days of your bank statement transactions in front of you or your credit card statement transactions as well. If you use Venmo, PayPal, I mean, my goodness, Cash App, like whatever the heck you're using, that counts as a bank account if you're using it like that. So you're going to have that sitting in front of you, ideally printed off. You're going to have three different colored highlighters, and you're going to look for your money leaks, the areas that you tend to overspend on, or you just really are not sure how much you spend. And then line by line, you're going to highlight each and every single transaction that fits those three categories. Once that's done, you add them all up and you see how much you spent in the past 30 days on things like eating out or maybe groceries or coffee or shopping or whatever the heck it is for you. When you see that information, it starts to help you identify ways to improve your own finances so that you can get yourself to living within your means. This is not easy, but it's definitely worth it. And that is one of the best ways to go is to start by living within your means by finding ways to improve your current cash flow every single month such a key piece. And if you want to listen to that full episode, Jesse breaks down four different steps into creating a good budget. I highly recommend you listen to that one as well. Now, the next two guests that I'd like to feature are saying very similar things in slightly different ways. Jen Smith talks all about why it's so important to stick with your plan. Let's go ahead and hear from her. I would say sticking with it. You will mess up. You are literally the worst with money you will ever be right now. Like, if you stick with it, you will only get better. So just stick with it. 
you're the worst you are right now. I thought that was really interesting. We're only getting better every single day, ideally. And if we just stick with it, we're going to figure it out. I think this is important because a lot of times when you get into your finances, when it comes to paying off debt specifically, it can feel like a grind. You start off really strong, you're excited, you're loving the process, and all of a sudden it gets kind of boring or it starts to get very restrictive or it feels hard. And instead of quitting, if you just stuck with it, imagine where your life could be. If you just stuck with every single day taking actions to grow your side hustle, where would your side hustle be today? If you were constantly prioritizing just networking with a couple people per week and expanding that, what could your career look like today? What if you just saved an extra $5 per day and you really prioritized it and you just stuck with it? What if you actually stuck with your gym program? This is something I tell myself often. What if I continually went to the gym and I just stuck with it? Yes, it feels like progress is slow, but time passes in the blink of an eye. I think we all know this. It goes so fast. And when you look back on that, that time is going to pass regardless. If you just stick with the goals that you set, you're going to find some success. And that leads me to our next guest. Chris Browning is talking about something very similar and something that I completely agree with. The secret to financial success, in his opinion, is this. I would say, I think the secret to financial success is consistency. I think being able to do something over time for long periods of time without getting tired or giving up or letting setbacks, you know, discourage you and make you want to quit. That's one of the biggest things because it's so easy to go in like with all this energy, like I'm going to, I'm going to save 50% of my income and I'm going to do all, you know, you can have all these big goals, but then if you just burn out like two months later, it doesn't matter if you had a great start, if you just stop completely doing the things that were going to help you be successful. So I think if you're able to, if you're in a position, if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you can save for retirement and still handle all your other expenses, I think the consistency is one of the biggest things because it's a long journey. I mean, you're going to be saving for decades, for years and years and years, and you have to be able to keep that up over that period of time. And if you can do that successfully, then I think you're setting yourself up for a really good future. Catching a theme? Chris and Jen are talking about very similar things. Stick with it. Consistency. Whatever you want to call it, it's important on having that follow through. The fortune is in execution, not in the start. Now, don't get me wrong. The start is very important, but that is the part that is exciting and sexy. The part that isn't is sticking with it when times get tough. Highly recommend listening to the podcast episode I recorded last week on my secret to financial success, which, I mean, spoiler alert, is also consistency. But one of the topics I talk about is falling in love with boredom. So go give that a listen. If you're finding yourself struggling with consistency or sticking with it, as Jen says, I think it's going to be really helpful for you. Now, the last guest that I want to feature had a very profound impact on the way I view my finances. I found Ken Honda's answer to this question really profound. I think it's a great way to wrap up this conversation and give you another point to remember along your financial journey. So let's go ahead and hear from Ken. I think love and inspiration. If you have so much love, you want to give and share and people will respond. And if you're not inspired, you don't have much to share. So love as a motivation and inspiration to get you going. What Ken's talking about here is everything. 
Money is great. Money is fun. Money can help you feel a sense of security and freedom and excitement. But at the end of the day, we can't take it with us. So in a lot of ways, I feel like the next level is once you have your financial life set up and you're stable and you don't have to worry about the day-to-day with your money, the next phase that I see is how do I make a bigger impact? How do I give more? How do I help other people? That's the part that is really important. So I think this was a beautiful way to just talk about how important it is to give from a place of love, to be able to share gifts with people Now, gifts not necessarily meaning monetary gifts or presents or anything like that, but sometimes it is that when you have a family member that's struggling financially and you can give them money without having to worry about getting paid back or how this is going to impact your ability to pay your house payment in the future or taking from your savings, it's a very different spirit. And I think that's what Ken's talking about when using love as a motivator. The other thing that I think is really important is he talks about inspiration to get started. We all need inspiration to get started. I think the best way to find inspiration is just simply looking around you and kind of going back to what Daniela said in the very, very beginning of finding clarity within your finances. If you have enjoyed any of these guests sharing their wisdom, then definitely check out their full episodes. They are all so insightful and packed with a ton of value in very different areas of your financial life. So I know there's going to be one episode for sure that speaks to you. These are all going to be linked in the show notes. So if you do want to easily click that, make sure you look at the show notes. It'll help you significantly and shortcut finding all these different episodes. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this format. If you did, please let me know on Instagram. I'm at Whitney underscore Hanson underscore co. And tell me what you liked about it. If there's any ways that I can improve this, I always love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on Friday for five tip Friday or next week for another episode of the money nerds podcast. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.